You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is Thursday, June 17th. 2021. And on today's show, Matt Weirich and I have part two of our conversation. We discuss, should the Nationals look into trading Trey Turner? Should they? It's a good conversation. We get into it. Matt wrote a piece for NBC Sports Washington saying why he would consider it. So it's an interesting topic there. We get into Max Scherzer and a whole lot more, including baseball's problem with spider tack and other substances and the merits of them changing the rules midseason. It's a great conversation I know you guys will enjoy. So a couple of things, something I want to touch on. Trey Turner, too, just kind of going through some of the players. Trey has been so interesting to me this year. Seems pretty feast or famine at the plate, right? Four for five last night. And he talked about he's the last four or five weeks. He's not been feeling the most comfortable at the plate. Um, why do you, do you have an insight for why that is? Do you have any insights of your own to why that is? To me, you know, he he looks streaky. Soto is the one who looks a bit more uncomfortable at the plate, in my opinion, right now. But Trey does in some capacities. Yeah, you know, Trey actually talked uh, to the Washington Post about a while back about after he had hit his 10th home run, he said, you know, this is a fluke. Uh, I don't think that, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a power hitter. I'm a gap, gap to gap hitter. Uh, and, you know, some of these balls are, are going out uh, when they probably, you know, shouldn't be or wouldn't be normally. Well, we've really seen that regress hard because he hasn't hit a home run since. Uh, he did have a triple off the wall yesterday uh, that, that looked like it might snap that streak, but it stayed in the yard and he had to, to settle for his first triple of the season. So uh, I, I would say, yeah, it's definitely not been great for him. You know, the strikeouts haven't really piled up uh, at a rate where you're uber concerned. Um, you know, he's a guy who you, you just feel like is going to pop off at any moment. I, I'm not necessarily worried about him. Uh, I would still, you know, go into every game thinking that he is going to be one of your best hitters that day. Uh, as we saw, you know, two days ago, he went four for four. Uh, and, and that was an excellent performance from him. Uh, and, and something that the nationals are, you know, obviously hoping for him moving forward. But I, I think I agree with you that Soto has actually looked a little more uncomfortable uh, and, and I think that's just kind of been a reflection of the way pitchers have been approaching him this year. You know, he really has had to work with limited strikes fewer than uh, anyone else in the Nationals lineup. And uh, that's, you know, for a guy who's, you know, still barely over the drinking age, that's that's tough th- adjustment to make. <laughs> and uh, while I have no concerns about Soto's long term ability to figure things out, uh, as for right now, you know, I think the Nationals fans are going to kind of have to settle for that. 400 OBP with the occasional home run here or there uh, for at least the time being, which is, you know, for a player slumping, not bad at all. Quick pause in the action on today's show. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Wellfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but to really maximize your abilities, you sign up for a Wellfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every single year. In fact, only 1% of day traders actually beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. That's why you team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you within minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets 
worldwide, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free at Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. Yeah, also, I'm a little, you know, numbers might be better than this, but teams keep shifting him, and he keeps beating that shift pretty often. He beat it twice in this series with balls to the opposite side. That's one thing I'll say about this year. It's odd that, you know, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to make the adjustments, and there's some ways he already has, right? That part of his game, like, he has beaten that shift pretty often. So while, you know, while he might be worried about some stuff, the other stuff's coming along, right? Like that part of his game is coming along. So my long-term concern is not too, is not there too much. Uh, kind of one more thing on Trey Turner. You had written a piece, and this is, this is a longer conversation, but just you wrote a piece recently that I really, really enjoyed uh, about the idea of, tra- of, of trading Trey Turner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the idea that, hey, maybe this is a guy they should get rid of and, and the pieces that they get back will help the Nationals begin to start rebuilding a potential championship contender. Um, you know, promote the piece, please, no, number one. Uh, tell us about some of it. What was your you know, impetus to write this? And kind of where do you – do you fall anywhere personally on it? Uh, you know, or, or do you – are you somewhere in the middle? So I think that there are a couple of ways that the Nationals' future can go from here. Uh, and and the, the crux of the piece was kind of assuming – that the Nationals weren't going to turn things around. And I did leave open the possibility that they could. I'm not saying that that season is over uh, by any means, but assuming that the Nationals are still where they're at by the trade deadline and and they have to consider selling, uh, I think now would be the time to trade Trey Turner if you don't think you're going to extend him. Now, Turner has talked about in the past how he is interested in signing. Uh, He says the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and he likes playing for the Nationals, and he'd love to spend the rest of his career with the team. Uh, So that right there, he has interest. And the Nationals, on their end, have offered Turner a contract before, at least one, I think at least two, uh, contracts in the past, uh, which obviously have not turned into extensions, but that has shown the Nationals' interest. So both sides are interested in an extension. If the Nationals don't think that an extension is going to be possible, whether that means Turner has priced himself out of their, their comfort, comfort zone, uh, whether that means that they think the, the shortstop market, which is going to be massive uh, this upcoming offseason, yeah. is going to really drive up his value, uh, and they're not going to be able to afford it because they have Soto, and they're already tied into Strasburg and Corbin's contracts, and Scherzer is a free agent, and they might want to bring him back. There's a lot of factors. But if they don't think that they are going to be able to sign Turner to an extension, I think now would be the time to trade him rather than next offseason when he only has one year of control. We've seen players who only have one year of control are traded and you're not necessarily getting that crazy good value. Now, you know, the Red Sox got Alex Verdugo back uh, in, in that trade for Mookie Betts. Uh, we saw Francisco Lindor get traded uh, last offseason from the Indians and, and they got a pretty nice package from the Mets. Uh, but overall, you know, Paul Goldschmidt's a perfect example. He was traded a year out and we haven't heard any of those prospects that he, they, the Diamondbacks got back uh, in return for that trade with the Cardinals doing anything in the majors. Uh, and, and it's kind of been that way for, for a while now with one-year rentals, just not really having that level of value. So if you're going to trade Turner, now is probably the time to do it. Uh, and if they do do that, if you do trade Turner, 
that doesn't necessarily mean you can't compete next year. If you trade Turner, you could then turn around and jump into that really expensive shortstop class and sign Carlos Correa or sign Corey Seager. They'd replace Turner in the lineup. Uh, you'd be paying you know, that money one year earlier, but your offense would get no different. Plus, you'd add that prospect pool, you know, whoever you get back mm. uh, for Turner. Plus, if you were to trade Scherzer as well and then re-sign him, all of a sudden you're coming back in the next year with a very similar team, just a more expensive shortstop. Uh, you know, so I, I think that there are a lot of different angles, but the one thing that must be avoided at all costs for the Nats is letting Turner walk in free agency. If Turner is to go into free agency and sign somewhere else, all the Nats get back is a comp pick that is further and further going to drive them towards a rebuild. And I think that's what the Nationals need to avoid at all costs. I mean, it, shouldn't that be the goal of every organization is to yeah. avoid a rebuild? It's to do whatever you can to contend without having to blow it up, you know, not have blowing it up be part of the process you know to the nationals credit they kind of accidentally had to rebuild with harper and, and strasburg going one one you know 12 whatever years ago uh but that was not because they blew it up and, and sold off a bunch of pieces and were bad on purpose they just were an inept organization at the time uh that just happened to have the worst record in baseball two years in a row at the same time when there were two phenoms coming into the league so overall you know the nationals are not a team especially under mike rizzo that wants to rebuild uh and if they want to continue contending like they have. I mean, they've had a, a, a crazy good run. I mean, obviously they missed yeah. the playoffs last year, but they've had a crazy good run of making the playoffs almost every season since 2012. It, and there's very few teams, you know, uh, Dodgers aside that have been able to match that. Uh, so overall, you know, the, the Nationals have been running this thing for a long time to the point where they've had multiple cores, probably three main cores throughout this entire time uh, where they've been contending for championships. And that's awesome. Uh, but at a certain point, that prospect pool is going to run dry like it has. And, you know, they have a few pitchers down in high A. Kate Cavalli just got moved up to double A, uh, and he could be in the majors by September. Uh, but overall, you know, the, the Nats prospect pool is not super deep, and, and they don't have a lot of options to fill these holes that they have at the major league level. And you can retool by trading Turner and then replacing him uh, with somebody in free agency who, you know, can produce at a similar level offensively without having to sacrifice any wins while still bolstering your prospect pool. So I think it's just something that the nationals need to explore. I agree. If still, if you can still extend Trey Turner, if you think Turner can be extended, do it because he's a guy who helped you win a world series. He, you, you didn't draft him, but you traded for him when he was a prospect, you developed him. He's been with his, with you the entire time. You sh those are the kinds of guys that teams should be extending. Uh, but if you think that there is even a, you know, a small possibility that he might leave and you get nothing out of it, I think you try to be proactive in helping your organization contend for the next five years. Well, and he said as much, you know, I want to remain here, right? He said yeah. that. Now, he said it in a way of like, I know this is business and this is how it works. Um, you know, I actually hadn't thought about it that way where it's like you trade him, but you're still in the market for a really good shortstop, right? I, I, had, not, I had not thought of that. Now, is that something I think that management would do? I don't know. I'm not sold on the way that they're making moves from a, like the Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber moves seem to be moves that tell me that they're trying, they're, they're not trying to build as expensively as possible. Right. Um, the, on the Scherzer piece too, this, this is, this is where the weird part is the Nats are in such an odd spot because they're now they're playing good baseball. This series this weekend is a huge. It's a gigantic series. Like, and it's funny. Cause I think you and I talked about this, uh, Nats Met series seem to always have gigantic implications. This one, at least for the, the Nats side of things, is no different. This is a really big series. The Nats coming up 
at home. But, you know, the Scherzer thing, like, I'm afraid – he's the type of guy where if I trade him somewhere else, I'm afraid of losing him, not being able to sign him back, right? That's a guy It's almost like – if I want if I want to re-sign Max Scherzer, I keep him in-house. I, I don't want him – go Sorry, I didn't mean to go ahead, go, 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 Here, go here, Here's the thing about Scherzer, though, is he has 10-5 rights, which means he's been in the majors for 10 years and five with one team, which means he can reject a trade to any team. Mm-hmm. So if he is going to be traded, it is going to be on his terms, which right. is why the Cardinals have been mentioned as such a you know good possibility, A, because they really need starting pitching, but B, because he's from Missouri. He's a Missouri uh, Tiger. He's a fellow Missouri Tiger. Exactly. So this is that's a team that you know would make a lot of sense for him, and maybe he wants to go pitch for his hometown team and try to win a championship uh, down the stretch. And you know, then, then he can say, look, you know, I'll be willing to come back this offseason. We can work it out. And, and, and this is an interesting thing about Scherzer, too. While, yes, the Nationals have, ever since Mark Lerner took over as principal owner, the Nationals have decreased spending to the point where they average now about $180 million per year on payroll. Uh, Before that, it was Ted Lerner, uh, you know, in his 90s, who had Scott Boris whispering in his ear saying, hey, spend big on Max Scherzer, you can win a World Series, and he was willing to pull the trigger. Now we have a little bit more of a pragmatic guy in Mark Lerner, who has been a little bit more by the books, staying under the luxury tax, all that good stuff, right? There are two, two significant factors uh, that come into play with Scherzer this offseason. One is the CBA expiring. Uh, we have no idea what MLB's financial structure is going to look like next year, but I would wager that the luxury tax is going to be significantly raised. That is going to be something that the players, if, if we even have a luxury tax at all, you know, however that's mm. going to work, I would wager that teams are going to be more further incentivized to spend uh, next year and beyond. So it's going to take some time for that to happen. So we don't know if the Scherzer contract happens before a CBA is reached and whether the, the GMs are able to operate knowing that, you know, that kind of system is going to be in place, yada, yada. You know, that's, that's all kind of up in the air. The other thing is Scherzer's contract was originally signed seven years, 210 million, but half of that money was deferred over right. seven years, right? And those payments start next season. So what the Nationals could do is go to Scherzer and say, hey, we want to sign you for such and such. You might be looking for three years, hundred million, right? That's what Justin Verlander signed with the Astros. That's probably too expensive for the Nats. So, you know, $33 million a year, right. uh, if they were to just sign a guy off the street, but they could say to Scherzer, look, you know, I, I don't remember off the top of my head how much they owe him. I think it's like 15 million a year or something. We could say, look, if we can push off these 15 million a year payments until after this next contract, that is 15 million. We're already planning on spending on you. So now you being at 33 million is only like us spending 18. And, and, you know, obviously these numbers kind of depend on what the exact figures are. Can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I would say that is, is something that I think even if Scherzer is going to get, you know, top dollar on the market, I think the Nationals could still be involved because it's almost like they're getting a discount, even though they'd be paying the market rate. One more pause in the action on today's Locked On Nationals podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action now at BetOnline. Get all the latest odds, news, and updates from BetOnline.ag, whether it's MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC. And got the latest, most up-to-date lines there from all the storylines you care about. You know, Pitchers out, their lines are adjusted basically immediately. Everything you need is at BetOnline.ag. Go there today to check out their sign-up bonuses and their contest info. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game right now as teams in the NBA and NHL are amidst their playoff runs and 
MLB teams heading to the dog days of summer. Sign up today at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, and you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus upon your first deposit. Once again, that's BetOnline, promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. rockauto.com has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com today to see thousands of parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why spend up to 30, 50, and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is 353 at a chain store, 216 at rockauto.com. It's a family-run business, and the prices are always reliably low for every single customer. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Uh, and, and this is, you know, he's such an interesting player for them because of, of what he has made. I mean, I've already you've seen the pieces already. I forgot who wrote it in the Washington Post. But it was an article saying, basically, it's like, you got, you got to keep this guy. Now, Very slowly, being, yeah. being sentimental in sports, it, it's costed teams before. Um, and so this is where the Nationals are enter, entering a really – uh, tenuous part, I would say, because they've got so much money invested in, in like this is this is, and you and I have talked about this too. They've got so much money invested in in Strasburg and Corbin. Like, if you want to blow it up, it's hard to blow it up when you're paying so much money to those two guys. I forgot what they're on the books for next year combined, but it's going to be north of fifty million dollars. Yep. Right. So if you got that much tied up tied up in them, and then you know, let's just say you you plan on spending a short spending on a shortstop or let's just say extending Trey Turner, like you're planning on spending money on Trey Turner. So for me, you know, I I think a luxury tax being boosted would be great for Nats because that was their goal, right? I believe their goal this year was to reset and get themselves, whatever it was. Last year, yeah. Last year was to get themselves reset and and see when they can make another go at it. So for me, I'm kind of in the mode where, you know, I think it's malpractice to run a baseball team like the Pirates do. I think it's malpractice to run a team – like the Rockies do. I, I think it's, I think it's horrible. I, I feel horrible for those fan bases. Um, I, I think the Nats are in a position to be really good to their fans and be a really good franchise because it's, it's honestly getting to a point now where it's, it's hard to remember the, the Nats being bad. Like they've been so good for, for such a long period of time now and, and they can still continue to be good because they've got a bunch of players who have won championships. They've got art, you know, they've got a guy in one that is still so young and Trey is still so young. So for me, it's, you know, it's about, was this the best? And, and look, there's still a version of this team that's still really good. Like, once again, I'm going to toot my own horn here. If they'd signed Taiwan Walker and not John Lester, this is a this is a 500 baseball team. They're around 500. You know, if, if Taiwan's anything like he is this year at all, like they're a little bit better than that. And if they had, and they had a little bit more injury luck, right? If Kyle Schwarber and Josh Bell didn't miss part of the season, so I think Jock Peterson instead of Kyle Schwarber, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there's and there's so many there's so many weird angles that the season has come from for the Nats. I know a lot of other teams too have had weird injuries. And as I said, this Jacob Degrom has left the game for the Nats, so that's really crappy news. You always oh, hate to see really? that. Wow. Yep. Yep. Right shoulder soreness. So we hate seeing oh. you know, hate seeing that for him. But still, it, it's been a weird series for, season for a lot of teams. And kind of to get off on a quick thing here but to get you out of here, Matt. I know you got a lot of work to do. Uh, the sticky stuff conversation, right? Now, I, 
out of everything that I've heard, Tyler Glasnow's appeal to masses, I'm not sure if you saw this, mm-hmm. um, kind of struck me the most. Like him just saying, I use sunscreen, yeah. And the way I grip the ball is now different. And so it, it caused me to, you know, he said, this is his quote, quote, choke the shit out of my fastball, end quote. And um, something that I had not intended and not, not, not thought about with these rules. So that's something I, I'm going to feel concerned about across the league. And for me, you know, as, for us guys who watch baseball, I, I'm, maybe you feel the same way I do. I was, I was never really that off put when I read these stories about the sticky stuff being used. Were you, were you that turned off by it? Because I wasn't at all. No, I mean, I think it was just kind of something that everybody understood that everyone did, you know? And, and so for, I, I think it is hilarious that some Astros fans are saying, that, oh, Trevor Bauer, you know, such a hypocrite. Yes, I mean, for him to to like really pound the Astros train and, and then use the sticky stuff, whether it's spider tack or whatever, um, which spider tack and, and those other substances, those are definitely a level above sunscreen. And yeah. Browsing. Have you seen spider tack? Have you like, yes, actually, I've seen yeah, some I mean, of the videos of them like, sticking a ball to their hands. And yeah, stuff. it's kind of yeah. nasty. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, you know, I, I think that I wasn't really off put by people doing it. I do think that it's about time that MLB cracked down on it you know we had for years stuff like Michael Pineda you know having that that yeah, stain was, on, on the side of his, his net you know his <laughs> right. his neck and, and we had uh 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 gosh Cardinals catcher Yachty uh Yachty Molina Molina, Yachty, Molina. just blind shin guards. for a second yeah it, you know ball stuck stuck to his chest plate uh yeah, you know right. stuff like that over the years we, we've seen signs of this happening uh, but apparently it's gotten way worse now. And it's also gotten to the point where minor leaguers are feeling like they have to do it in order to keep up. And that's where I think that there's right. a problem. Uh, is that is that trickle down effect where all of a sudden we are instilling in these minor leaguers that, you know, it's do that or bust uh, because every team is, is reading your spin rate. Uh, and if your spin rate, even if you're, you're doing well, isn't as good as somebody else next to you. Uh, who might throw a tick faster than you, they might beat you to the majors because velocity and spin are, you know, what is projectable uh, to the major league level now. So I think that was kind of the point for me where I was like, okay, I think now we need to start talking about Mm -hmm. doing something different here. Uh, But MLB, I think, was most prompted by the fact that offense has just been down at a historic rate this year. And that's, you know, a pro- big problem for them. You know, I, I see the thing is like Rocco Baldelli said it really well. These guys make adjustments for a living. And to me, I, I thought the hitting was going to catch up. I, I thought eventually at some point in time, the hitting was going to catch up. Now they're about to get a gigantic assist <laughs> for major league baseball. And that's the problem for me is that major league baseball has changed too much stuff too fast, right? The ball has changed. And now this rule is changing. And these are two major rules that have changed in a short period of time, or two major factors that have pay- changed in a short period of time. I would, I would kind of regroup on this one and kind of wait till the end of the season to, to do something, in my opinion, just because, like Tyler Glass now talked about, like that's da- like that's pitching as dangerous as it is. To me, changing that in the middle of the season is dangerous, right? This is something that I want guys to have some time in a non-competitive setting adjusted to it and you know to, to let you know like this weekend it's an observation I just made but and something else my dad pointed out I wasn't thinking about it but uh casuals do a very good job casual baseball fans do a good job seeing stuff Johnny Cueto and Joe Ross touched their caps every single time they threw a pitch now do I know for a fact that either one of them was using anything 
No. You know, could they both have? Yes. Could, uh, could neither of them? Yes. But to me, seeing that and hearing guys like Glasnow and seeing the Bauer stuff and the Garrett Cole stuff and watching that this weekend, you know, it, it's a, something that they have to be careful about because you're going, you're about to fundamentally change the way a lot of these guys throw the ball, how they grip it. And that could, res, could result in injuries like we saw at Glasnow's. That's kind of where I'm coming from in terms of, you know, I know offense is down, but like to me, like the Nash, I watched the Nationals today. And like spin rates, not where the Nationals can't hit runners scoring position. Bad approaches and bad swings is where the Nationals are hitting runners scoring well, position. Nats have one of the highest batting average in baseball, so they are able to put the bat to the ball. That's right. the problem. It's um, you know definitely been some other issues and a lack of power uh, for the most part. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Doing it midseason was stupid. I mean, MLB. I feel like we're saying this about so many issues, but it, it just can't stop getting in its own way. Uh, you know, this is like we said, this is something that should have been addressed years ago and only is now, you know, being taken care of because offense is down and there are articles coming out, you know, Sports Illustrated, Athletic, whatever, yeah. you know, slamming them for it. So I'd say, you know, overall, this is MLB's fault um, and they are just never good at damage control. And for now, we're just going to have to see, you know, is there going to be some dramatic uptick in, in hitting probably not i think that we're going to see some more wild pitches uh and, and things like that um but i will say that wild pitches and hit by pitches are both at historic levels already even right spider tack being a thing. which is dangerous and Very that, dangerous. that's it's i mean i'm seeing it on like you know kevin pilar austin voth right it's it's Bryce got Harper. some real repercussions like yeah. that's why that's why too you know if it helps those guys get grip because they're already going for spin right now. we got to do something to help the hitters out. I mean, they're in, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure you played Little League. Like, going up against the kid who threw hard but couldn't control it was horrifying. Yeah. Now every, now everybody's the kid that threw, <laughs> threw hard. And, that, and that's the thing is, is Ryan Zimmerman actually talked about this uh, earlier in the year, how he, he says that teams are just calling up these young guys uh, and, and saying, look, you can you throw 101 and uh, – it, when it hits the strike zone, it's filthy and nobody can touch it. So let's just send you out there and see how you can do. And, and the way he said it is the GMs aren't in the box, so they're not worrying about it. Right. Uh, and they couldn't care less. So it was some scathing stuff from Zimmerman, but I think, you know, some of that rings true uh, in that, you know, this is a point in time where numbers are taking over the game. Uh, and we, we are seeing it with velocity and teams prioritizing these, these guys who can just really throw hard and, uh, you know, they end up getting Tommy John or they end up not being ready and hurting their development because they're up in the majors too soon. Uh, and we're seeing it with spin rate and, and guys trying to get that edge by, you know, you know, taking first it was rosin. Uh, now, now it's uh, rosin and sunscreen. Now it's uh, pine tar. And, and now we're getting any of this, the spider tack and, you know, all those other glue type substances uh, that are definitely over the top. So, you know, it, like I said, it's, it's these numbers are just taking over the game. Uh, and while I, I love the number side of baseball, that's one of the reasons I really like watching it and following it is following statistics. Uh, I do think that there is a point where, you know, the human element needs to reign supreme. And uh, there are points when that doesn't happen. And then MLB has to figure out how to fix it. Matt, this has been a great conversation. I always appreciate your insights. What are we working on? Where can people find you? Give them the, give them the, uh, the rundown. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm over at NBCSportsWashington.com where I cover the Nationals and all other D.C. sports teams. I post all the links to my stories on Twitter at ByMattWyrick. And I got a, an interesting one cooking up right now uh, comparing the Nationals' first 60 games 
uh, from the last three seasons and how their numbers kind of shake out. Uh, I'll give you a hint. The offense this year, very much below uh, the poor start they had in 2019 and the down year they had in 2020. Uh, so if that shows you anything, it's that the Nats offense had a lot of ground to make up for. All right, Matt. Uh, appreciate your time as always, my friend. Yes, sir. Take it easy. All right. That will do it for today's Locked On Nationals podcast. You can go and find us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And you can also check out Matt Weirich at by Matt Weirich on Twitter. I want to thank him for his time. As always, my friends, until next time, stay safe.